Jeff Livingston with ADP Canada. After you've enjoyed your pizza lunch and taken a sip from the complimentary company-branded water bottle, is this what you hear when the corporate trainer starts in on their seventh PowerPoint of the day? You might recognize that muffled drone from Charlie Brown and the gang. It's what they heard when their teacher spoke. And it's probably what my daughter hears when I speak. Well, today, that's all about to change. Because we're talking about learning and development. Welcome to ADP's Insights at Work podcast. Let's dive in. is the podcast that looks at what's happening in the HR world, takes your questions, and studies the research to help HR experts move forward. It's prepared by HR experts for HR experts. Today, we're joined by Susan McGann, Senior Director with ADP's Enterprise Learning Group. Welcome to the podcast, Susan. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. Well, it's great to have you here. So, like everyone else, we're adapting to a work-from-home situation, where we're each recording ourselves at our houses rather than doing it in the office. Susan, how are you holding up through all of this? Well, like many of us, I'm looking for a comfortable new normal for my family, for the national team that I support, and even for myself. It can be challenging sometimes to balance work, life, and children all at the same time and in the same space. But we found ways to make it work through creativity and a whole lot of patience. Susan, today's topic is so relevant because even though most of us are working from home, there still exists the need to train staff. And for many, myself included, there's always that desire to learn. As remote work becomes our new normal, I have a feeling that the old school training methods, they're just not going to cut it. Susan, what changes are you seeing out there in the world of learning and development? Well, right now I'm seeing many organizations scramble a bit, kind of out of the gate to pivot their instructor-led training into virtual space, which doesn't always transition as smoothly as you might think. Learning in a classroom versus a virtual space is significantly different. It requires different skills, considerations on uh, technology, and the different ways to engage participants. Now, I'm sure you've all heard of the antage, luck favors they're prepared. So right now, I feel really lucky that we've undergone the process of upgrading many of our new hire programs to a more modern learning approach, which is 80% on demand. And all instructor-led training is actually designed to be virtual. So we didn't really feel the impact as significantly as others did pivoting to an online space because our new hire training was already set up that way. Now, while I'd like to say that I had a crystal ball and I saw this pandemic coming, it was actually more of a result of recognizing the need to evolve learning to a a better approach to address the needs of learners today. Susan, that's really interesting. So after hearing your assessment of how trainers, learners, and their companies are being challenged right now with the COVID-19 pandemic, 
I would think that ensuring business continuity is priority number one. To keep learning and development front and center, what do you think an HR leader should be asking themselves today? This is an important question, Jeff. I think that most HR leaders are likely struggling to figure out what training is important right now and how do I deliver it during a crisis? How do I keep learners engaged when I can't see them or I can't touch them? And how do you know which tools to use when there are so many out there? And likely the most important question people are asking is, how much is it going to cost when so much of the impact of this pandemic is economic? I couldn't agree with you more. You've talked about the questions that leadership should be asking themselves. With remote learning, it sounds like there's a common theme, regardless of what industry the HR practitioner finds themselves in. And that common denominator is the platform that facilitators deliver their content on. What are some key tips to consider when looking at a learning and development platform? An LMS, or a learning management system, is a great tool to help administer learning. If you don't have one, however, looking for a new one can be a really complex process. The main boxes that an LMS should check for me include being user-friendly and mobile-ready. So much learning today is on the go, and so you need an LMS that can kind of keep up with you. It should also offer effortless management and administration. No one has time to kind of tinker with a very complex back end that needs a PhD to use. So it has to be effortless. It should also include detailed reporting so that you know where your learners are in the journey and can share that with leaders. It's also critical that it offers some sort of measurement or accreditation tool to help participants driving for success and giving them the ability to download um, certificates of completion. The most important thing to remember is that acquiring an LMS is a lot more like a marriage than it is a date. So it's important to make sure that before you sign up, you lean in and understand all the puts and takes. Does the LMS have its own proprietary design software that my designers are going to need to learn how to use? Or can I update my own content that I already have in a different authorware? If I cancel, can I take my content with me? These are the kinds of questions that you're going to want answers to before you sign up. There are a ton of tools and resources that are on the web that offer impartial comparisons for leaders to consider. Now, I personally love using the eLearning Industries website, who offers a host of tools and checklists to help you make solid business decisions. That makes perfect sense. Now, let's get back to talking about the training environment. There's undoubtedly a stark difference between in-person and virtual-led instruction. Even if an organization doesn't have access to an LMS, what are some of the best practices you'd suggest that facilitators undertake when they're conducting remote learning? Great question, Jeff. Much like I mentioned earlier, virtual instructor-led training is different from traditional classroom training in a few different ways. First, learners in a virtual setting have a much shorter attention span, and today they have far more distractions in the home than they would in a, in a traditional learning space. Facilitators often can't see the participants, and so they miss out on those visual cues that people are not following along or they're confused. 
The other thing to consider is that sitting in front of a computer for long periods of time is far more taxing than the exact same amount of time in a classroom because I can turn, pivot, and talk to the person beside me. But the good news here, Jeff, is that there are ways to make it all work. To address the shorter attention span, you can keep participants on their toes by switching up the learning modality. Now, modality just means the different ways that content can be delivered. So I could start introducing a topic with a five-minute lecture, then jump to a video, and then to a poll to see what people thought. This process keeps people engaged, and it also makes it almost impossible for them to multitask. The other issue that I mentioned was not being able to see the participants. Well, this can be addressed today with a ton of great technology like WebEx or Zoom, where everybody can be on camera. There's no camera shy in this process. My best advice, though, is to keep sessions short. To address the issue of sitting in front of a screen, there is no magic answer. My advice is where you can break content down into sessions of no more than maybe two or two and a half hours. Any longer than that, you're going to start losing people. I understand that listeners can access a tip sheet that looks at the content we've discussed today. That's right, Jeff. We've put together a great resource that can be made available at adp.ca in our articles and insight section. It appears like we've run out of racetrack today. Susan, thanks for joining us. Regardless of where we're conducting our learning from, be it the home office, the traditional workplace, or even outside on the back patio, it's clear that times have changed. And with what you've shared today, I think that we're all a little better off to handle what's to come. This is the part of the podcast where I thank everybody for listening in. I know it's tough to find time to carve out for thought leadership, and I appreciate you, the listener, for making the time for us. On our next episode, we'll be talking with another HR expert about today's most important HR issues. I'm Jeff Livingston, alongside a delightful Susan McGann. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind. We'll see you soon on our next episode of ADP's Insights at Work.